G'day guys, welcome back to another Fair Income episode. Uh, in today's episode we had a lads chat, just the four of us on the couch, chatting about um, why there are so many males but not men um, in today's society. Uh, we broke down how our upbringing um, can affect the men who we are today. Um, and we also spoke about some, we touched on some characteristics that make up a man. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe and enjoy the episode. Peace. But anyways, mm. anyways, we're going back to it, like we look at, we look at for example, what Ali's mate had just developed on. A lot of the boys we know, or a lot of people we know, are very scared to stand up for what they believe in. You know, we can we can develop on it as just like a thing where you watch your brothers at university, for example, yeah, and um, they don't like they'll they'll for example like you you come to meet a new person who's a non-Muslim and they and this is I think we've all fallen into it, you know. You meet you meet a you meet a person at university, whatever it is, you're in a group you get stuck in a group assignment with a non Muslim girl. She comes to shake your hand, hi, my name is mm. and then here it comes, the crossroads. You're hugging her. It's like it's like <laughs> 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 why is she putting her head down though? <laughs> they come to meet you, you yeah. know? Hi, my name's Patricia. For sure, mm. yeah. Mm. And then you, <laughs> Patricia you in your head. Ever, ever, I think we've all dealt with that. Yeah, yeah. Correct? Mm-hmm. And you're looking at the hand for Do about what feels like a million years, yeah. but it only goes for like what one, one or two seconds. Handy. And then what? What's your first impulse? Shake the hand, move on if you like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get to yeah, because it happens in half a second yeah. as well. So like you, you don't even have time to think. Sometimes it's just like instincts because you, you're so used to shaking people, guys' hands in general mm. that you do it. It's like oh, what did I just paper? do? And it's Get too late. And it's it's more normal to do that. Yeah. yeah? And it's crazy because I seen someone tweeting about this. Yeah, it goes, oh, I'll never shake the hand of a man, you know. And me, myself, I've become normalised to the idea that, like, like you can have that, like, physical, like, touch with the opposite gender. Mm. You know what I mean? When our values are actually of the opposite. Mm. Do you get what I mean? So we've become normalised. Because your point was talking about, like, why there's so many males but no men. Mm. And you literally said, like, one of the characteristics that your mate was talking about, about what it means to be a man, is to pretty much stand for something and don't go astray. And like we're talking about now... As Muslims, sometimes like you have those uni experiences where you go in a group chat and or you go in a group project and the sister comes up to you or the non-Muslim, hey, my name is X, and puts out a hand. It's that awkward conversation or awkward moments. Like, what do I do? Mm. And do I really stand for, it or do I try to comply so it's not awkward? Yeah, yeah. And that's what that's the one. That's the first test there. And there's so many other tests that we all experience, and it's like in this moment, it's tests every single day. And it's like, do we stand for our religion or stand for our morals, or do we try to look for shortcuts so we don't? Make it awkward. Yeah. yeah. And that's where it's like, okay, boom, that's the big test. You notice that the easier thing is always the wrong thing? Wow. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt, 100%. Like, shake the hand, move on, yeah? That's that's what everyone's telling you. Like, yeah. oh, just don't make it uncomfortable. Whatever. But then, say you don't shake the hand and you explain why, yeah? yeah? You go, these are my values, these are my morals, these are what I believe in. And I think society's kind of like moved in the direction where they have to take whatever we say on the chin now yeah, yeah. and just accept it for what it is, mm-hmm. you know? And um, but like a lot of the times we just go, oh yeah, but then we don't realize that that makes it harder for the next man. Mm. Yeah, the next brother that comes around that doesn't shake the hand of the female. That's an awkward convo you set up. Yeah, but I know I'm Muslim. Yeah, he shook my hand. Uh, he looked just you know? like you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it stuffs you over. Uh, you know as what I mean? As soon as they, f- firstly, as soon as you tell them in this nose, most of the time they respect you more. You stand for something, which is beautiful. Second thing is, if you don't and they find out you're Muslim and they know, they're like, oh, aren't you Muslim? Why'd you shake my hand? I wasn't supposed to. Mm. They're like, oh, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's one of, like, heck. Even though you could be, mashallah, a gun, you just didn't want it to be awkward. They kind of lose respect for you because they know that's important to you. Mm. Mm. 
And it's like, okay, so... Yeah, and even even beyond the respecting, bro, it's like, you kind of like, you lose respect for yourself in those moments. I don't know if you've ever, like, if you've ever experienced that situation before where um, you kind of just get coerced into doing the wrong thing mm. and then you look at yourself and you go, bro, where's your backbone, man? Mm. Like, why did I allow myself to get sucked into something like that? Like, is mm. is there something wrong with me that I need to prove that I'm normal? Mm. Or is there a reason why I'm like, I'm basically bending over backwards to kind of make other people feel okay. And then you leave the situation, you have to struggle with the afterthoughts about mm. what just happened. You know, I know we're making it a big deal. People are going to watch this. You probably yeah. are non-Muslim and go, oh, but it's just a handshake, bro, relax. No, yeah. like to us. It's an easy but example e- to give. Even the handshakes, like we can move past that and just talk about values that you say. Like, for example, you say, I want to be trustworthy. And then every single time it matters, but then that one time where you want to get out of getting in trouble at work, you lie. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, boom. So when do you, you say you stand by your morals, your values, your ethics, but then only really when it's, comfortable for you yeah. and the real test of character is in those tough times and i get that a lot it's like um for example at work i work all with non-muslims and it's like kind of things like juma the other non the other muslim might go oh i just miss juma and it's like i mean that awkward experience i mean that but a lot of the times it's like it's awkward at first and then they respect you you know you just have yeah. to stay consistent though yeah because exactly. it's not like i take a week off here for juma or whatever the thing is you know because so we can overcomplicate it as well like certain scenarios just Let's just use yours, for example, with like your relationship with your boss. Like, how, what's he going to think of me? Well, is this going to be a bit awkward? It's not going to be the same. And you just start overcomplicating it all. And it's like, sometimes not that deep. Mm. So it's like, you just have to like, take the leap of faith and just like, stick with what you, you believe yeah. in. Like, yeah, sorry, bro. I was going to say, like, look at Donchi says, bro. Everyone's a big man when they're up. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, on this topic, we, we can touch on also, like people talk about truth being honest. Be truthful. Everyone says you like you know a man, you know has to be honest at all times and stuff like that. And that's where like I'm listening to obviously this topic and let's talk about the story of Abu Sufyan. So Abu Sufyan, pretty much pre-Islam, hated the Prophet You know they went to war, this that. The most of the wars he was fighting against the Prophet. You know when he was he was one of the people that pushed for you know like the treaty to kick the Prophet out. And you know when three years and they were kind of like um, what was it called three years when they were like um no food. Yeah, yeah. What day be No, 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 three years when I, I, I the name Okay, just the Prophet they were pretty much like mistreated in Mecca. And that's kind of forced them to leave for Medina. And then Abu Sufyan <coughs> was in like Damascus, he was on a journey, and Heraclius was there. Okay. Oh, this is a crazy story. Yeah. Well, is yeah. that again? Who is it? Heraclius, the, the uh, ruler of the Roman Empire. Okay, yeah. Okay, so he's there. The powerful, the most. The, the most powerful man in the world. Really. Yeah. The Roman Empire at the time. Yeah. It was a super powerful. Yeah. Okay. Better? There's, there's two superpowers, the Persians and the Romans. Yeah. And then Byzantine the Empire, that's what it's called at the time. Byzantine, yeah. Byzantine. And then, um, so at the time, Prophet Salam started sending a letter to different people. Okay? Yep. So, and then the Roman Emperor gets this and is like, what's this? L- call one of the people that know him from his tribe. Damn, Abu Sufyan's there, who's pretty much the leader of the Quraysh, or one of the leaders, Abu Jahl, Abu Lahab, him. He's like, okay, let me find out who this person is. He goes, who's this Muhammad? You know, he sent me a letter. He said, Prophet of God, never heard of him. Because obviously, like a better. And Abu Sufyan's there. He hates the Prophet. If he could, if he could kill him now, he would. Yeah. Okay? So that's a real test of character. Imagine someone goes, tell me about someone you hate. He's the worst person ever. I hate him. I want to kill him. Abu Sufyan, in that moment, only prays the Prophet. When he speaks, he speaks the truth. His people love him. He's the best to his parents. He's the best to his wife. He's the best to his village. 
and best to his community. And, the, and then he said, the only reason in that moment I was being honest is because the people that were with me, I didn't want them to think I was a liar because they know I couldn't lie. Mm. This is a non-Muslim talking to, about his enemy. Yeah. And then us, wow. when I talk about my friends in Islam, I aerate about them, I talk bad about them. It's like, mm. you lie, you look for shortcuts. Like Abu Sufyan, a non-Muslim, talking about his em- enemy to the, one of the most powerful men in the world, and only thing, only thing he did is speak the truth. Because yeah, he was a man, he was a rajal. Yeah. And what do we do? 100%. Whenever we look for shortcuts, we, we, we go yeah. for it. Look, you look for the faults of others just to, like, for personal benefit. Mm. Yeah, You've you got to speak the truth even if it's against yourself. Mm. You know, you also hear that story of like Ali when he was um, when he was having a, an argument with the person who stole his armor, mm. and then he got taken to court for <laughs> it. He took he took him to the, his own his, he took him through his own justice system process when he was at the time he was the Amir al-Mu'minin, you know. And then Ali ended up going to to court with the what's it called with with the guy who stole his armor. He quite obviously knows what his armor is, mm. and then the guy ended up saying, "No, I didn't steal it." I didn't steal it, you know, like it's not yours. I got it rightfully, whatever it is. And then the court ruled in favor of the other guy. And then Ali goes, you know what? Khalas, I was wrong, mm. you know. And in those yeah. moments there, I believe that is another important topic is even if even if you feel like you're in the right, you know, but because we, we, we all have biased opinions of ourselves, mm. you know, yeah. everyone yeah. believes they're right. Everybody always yeah. believes they're right. But when you're wrong, you put your hand up and say, my bad. Mm. If you can do that, especially in the heat of the moment. So tough, man. That's, that's, what, yeah. I, that's what I reckon. Yeah. I feel like that's the biggest testament to like mm. being a man. Okay. I want to... Sorry, boys. I want to kind of like control this combo just so it doesn't... Yeah, Allah, man. What's happening here? Better? Okay, khalas. So... Yeah? I wanted to kind of like just control the convo just so we kind of get that flow... We want to touch on obviously those characteristics that make someone a man because we're all going to have different perspectives because we have different upbringing stuff like that. But before that, I wanted to touch on like pretty much the title of the episode Why There's So Many Males But No Men. Mm-hmm. So maybe it can be that like because we didn't have male role models growing up, maybe TV shows affected our view of what it means to be a man. I want to touch on that kind of topic first, like maybe, you know, and then we can touch on what it means to be a man. Mm. So is there like, um, a reason why you think this, none of us are, none of us, but our community, there's not a lot of men in our community. There's a lot of males, but not a lot of like... We were all raised by pop culture, if I'm being honest. At least our generation. Had a high influence of by pop culture, mm. yeah. I think I think when you see or when you hear about the people who are older than us or the generation before us, like the boys that my older brother used to hang out with, and then you've also got the, 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 the you know, the first generation Lebos from my community. Not Lebos, but men from Arabs, our community. Yeah. You can always see them they were all moving in the direction that pop culture took them. And they were unconscious because... Tupac was their man. Exactly. Pretty much. It's like, exactly. I want to be like Tupac. Tupac. That was you their got Scarface models. at the time. Mm. You also have... Um, Biggie. Yeah, Biggie, not so much because no one wants to be fat. But <laughs> 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 but What's the Biggie fan in the comments? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm joking. He's, cool. no, he's not quality. Screw it. Anyways. No, what I'm alluding to is we, we, had, we had this this idea that men were basically defined by cosmetic qualities you know you have your 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 base level of a of a man which is gets a lot of girls or he gets or he can get girls when he wants to you know he's he speaks out against everything and you know he's he's what he does like he's a thug you know he, he can 
he can back himself in an argument, he stands up mm. for himself, or he can fight, you know, yeah. or he's connected, or whatever it is. And then you've also got the, um, you know, the ability to kind of like little man somebody, you know, yeah. make somebody feel like they're lower than you. So if they're like in an argument one-on-one or whatever it is, or they see somebody else, they always feel the need to kind of like belittle the other person. Mm. And y- y- you kind of like, no one can get a one-up on him, mm. basically. Whether it's, even psychologically, bro. Like, you know, we see, we always like, for example, Peaky Blinders recently. Yeah. Like, You watch it? Uh, yeah, I, I watch it. Yeah. Uh, fast forward all the bad scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a man. <laughs> yeah. just, I don't promote none of it. <laughs> anyway, in it, you, you see um, there's um, Tommy Shelby. Shelby. And Tommy Shelby is a master strategist. He's a regular man. Huh? Yeah, he's a That's what we think. <laughs> yeah? yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Does what he wants, when he wants, how he wants it. He has the respect of everybody around him. What's up? And then you look at him properly and you, you kind of take it from the out. Wait a second. How much of a man really is he? You yeah, know? Yeah. You go, like this bloke does or tries to get the job done by any means necessary. Mm. You so know? He has no morals. He, he psychologically manipulates the people around him. Mm. He, um, he, he w- w- what does he do to, to gain power and money? He does anything that he needs to, you know? Like, there's, there's no justice. He has no mm. backbone He's either. against his word. Yeah. And also, Sc- bro, Scarface, back in the day, what did he, what did he say? Mm. I, have two th- I have two things, and I don't break them for nobody. My balls and, what's it called? And my word. Yeah, yeah. Mm. At least he had that. Yeah. Tough <laughs> <Half of men. laughs> And everyone, go, he, went out, he went out a legend, and, and, and mm. all these rappers <laughs> are talking about him, and yeah, you're yeah. like, fire out, man. He's just like, Mm. What were we lied to, bro? Like, yeah, what are we so it goes at? back to the whole thing. Is like our our role models are probably like the wrong people. The yeah. question is then, why do people look up to them? You know what I mean? I guess maybe because there's a lack of role models within our society. Maybe like especially like first generation, like I yeah. don't know Somalis, Lebos, and all that kind of stuff. You know, if you're looking up to the older generation and they're all running around, what do you call it? Loki acting like thugs, and to you that seems like damn. Yeah. Like this mm-hmm. person, you know that whole concept of like I don't know if you guys got like when you're older uncles and stuff. You know when you were younger, you look at them and you go, "Damn, like Allah bad. Like when I get older, I'm gonna try to be like them. Your older mm. brothers and that, yeah. And then after, but you don't understand. There's a million and one things going on in their world. You know what I mean? They're they're they're, they're fighting with demons on the side that it's like unspoken. You know, mm. there's qualities and stuff that they're sacrificing. It's against their like sort of own will. Mm. You know, like like what, what do you mean? Can you give me an example? Like for example. Like, let's say even mental health type of thing. You look up, you, you think this person, Allah Humbarik, is cool, he's gone to the gym, he's strong, all that kind of stuff, all the things that appeal to the eye. You know what I mean? But deep down, he's got, like, monetary issues. You know what I mean? He, he, he's, he's struggling to support his family and stuff. But you don't know that because you're so young. Exactly. Yeah. And plus, you only see the good things and you're inspired by those good things. But also, you got the, you got the double-edged sword, yeah? You look at the, the thugs and all that kind of stuff who appear to be cool with their chains and their mm. women and all that kind of stuff. But in reality, like... When their mum asked for them to get something from the grocery on the way home after a long night out, talking garbage at a shisha lounge, mm. they're too busy to do that. Bro, you know? there's videos on social media that have exposed people like that. They rent like, what is it? Like they pretend like they're in a private jet and stuff like that. Have you seen the videos like that? Yeah. Or they rent like cars and that just yeah. for videos. But then, all these, like you said, all these young kids actually believe it. It's like this is mm. the lifestyle they li- yeah. live and that's what I want. And I have to follow the same path. I want I wanted to touch on what you said before because you asked about why we take these people as role models from the TV shows, from the movies. I think it's the time spent with them. So, for example, there might be role models in the community that you see on a Saturday or at Juma, but you see them once. 
but we spend so much time like i know me as a kid you finish school so you go to school you finish 3 30 you chill for a bit and then i spend like three hours watching tv so because of that and then i know like later on i was spending five six hours watching like every single tv show so because of the time i spent they were the only people i knew mm-hmm. and i was tight like not tight with but the only people that i kind of build the connections like okay i want to be like that and that's why when we were talking before about abu taymiyah he started talking about tiktok he pretty much said you know we say you are who your friends are and you're the five people closest to you you're pretty much the same financially socially emotionally and stuff like that he goes that works but not as much anymore it's more about tiktok content that they watch because you see your friends on the weekend but every single day you spend eight hours a day on yeah. TikTok. Mm. And that's really what's affecting your mind it's when true. you're a kid, when you're a sponge. So me, for example, my dad could have been a good role model, and he probably was, but I'd chat to him half an hour, an hour, and I'd spend four hours on the TV watching Harvey Specter be a boss. Exactly. Like, I want to be like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's got the car, he's got the this. My dad's like, go clean the dishes. The other guy's like, you know, I scored you. Yeah, you know that type it's of thing. It's and nowadays as well, like with the rise of like YouTube and, YouTube and stuff and all that kind of stuff, where, bro, people spend... Like, you know how, like, you think, okay, cool, it's about the five most people you spend time with and all that kind of stuff, yeah? Some people don't even go out anymore. Mm. They literally stay in their home and at the comfort of their phone, on their YouTube and all that kind of stuff, they've got Emma Chamberlain um, playing. Bro, mm. Emma Chamberlain's content is for 20 minutes and her talking about nothing in a day, just going around. She mm. does her makeup, she does Who's this and all that kind of stuff. She's probably one of the biggest female YouTubers. Wallah. Wallah, and all she does yeah. is, her, her whole concept is built off of doing nothing. You know wow. what I mean? So like people Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, literally like Seinfeld, basically. People watch that. She gets like 5 million views of her making breakfast in the morning doing nothing. You know, mm. her, and they look at her as like a role model because she's only showing that like sort of decent side of her life, mm. you know? Mm. And then it goes back to the whole thing is you might not have that like social connection with that person, but you've got that digital connection. And that's where they get sort of their influence from. So we'll go back to it. Like what, what's some other reasons you think why we, you know, aren't, there's not as many men in the community. Like you said, maybe there are. But what is it? Like, for example, a big thing when Sohal was talking that came to me, I realized life's too easy in Melbourne. Mm. You know, they say like tough times makes tough people. Mm. And to be a man, look, you have to be willing to go through tough times. And like we said before, we don't want that awkward encounter. We'd rather take the easy path. And what's that going to do? Like, you know, easy choices, hard life, hard life, um, hard choices, easy life. And we keep looking for the easy choices. And that's going to make us less of a man in the long run. Mm. And that's what I feel like in Australia, alhamdulillah, life's actually very easy for us. Yeah. But back home, like all of us now, parents and grandparents, it's a much tougher life. And that's why there are more, would you say, like the characteristics of what we think a man is, yeah. you know? I think it, yeah, it goes back, like, just to touch on, like, the whole adversity thing and that. Like, I guess another reason, and this is not the sole blame, because you can only blame as an individual, yeah? But parenting has a big factor in all of this as well. You know, like, like one thing I realized when I was working at my old joint, yeah, I'm calling it old joint now, <laughs> and it's been like a week, yeah? It's like, you see on Sundays, like, like five-year-olds will come with their dad, yeah, and he'll show them the difference between like a nut and a bolt, yeah, and he'll show them the difference or how do you do this and all that kind of stuff. And that kid's dreading it. He doesn't want to do that. He wants to go home and play on his PS4, PlayStation 5 mm. or something like that with his friends, yeah. But then the good thing about that is later on when they grow up, they'll have these like tiny little um, skills, you know, that they see their parents go through on a daily basis. So they, they mimic that, yeah. Mm. So then when they are to face adversity, they're able to like, deal with it you know mm. what I mean? mm-hmm. compared to like kids nowadays where you know when like sort of and i'm s- I'm saying this specifically for like the somali community what i see as well because obviously i'm directly involved in that yeah it's easier to keep your kid at home or just keep him in the car and chuck him a tv show to watch mm. you know what i mean rather than take him and then like 
teaching those little life skills sure. so that later on when they are felt with those uh, faced with those adversities mm. they're able to navigate that and i guess that starts like a constant cycle you know because you can't blame the parents because they were once individuals at one stage mm. yeah so they they became parents and then they probably didn't know how to navigate you know mm. but it takes i guess one person to break that chain and create like mm -hmm. yeah that's where self-awareness comes in. Yeah. yeah that's where it's important to kind of go to yourself hang on a second okay my dad didn't quite have the the faculties to do so for me like maybe i break the chain and mm. i do that for my son instead mm -hmm. and then a cycle or at least if your son is switched on enough to take it on board the cycle of goodness continues from him you know mm. and this 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 is like I, I believe it's never too late yeah or I, I, at least i believe that if you don't know something like you're n you're, you can't be really held accountable for yeah. for not being or not being that does that make sense mm. like your parents mm -hmm. for example if they're not too aware about how important it was to show you how to deal with certain adversity or whatever it is yeah. because they were too busy dealing with it themselves yeah and they forgot maybe to kind of like teach you yeah. how to deal with it because they were too busy trying to protect you from it then like because they weren't really taught like that does that make sense mm. like their parents just dealt with everything and brushed the kids aside exactly then like yeah. can't really like blame them does that make sense? Yeah. It's, it's what we said before where, for example, your parents and their parents, the environment made them men. But now we come from an environment, you have to actually teach your kid how to be a man. Teach them these values yeah, and stuff and make sure they instill it. But back then in the village, from young, hard work, yeah. discipline, a manners, respect, someone's older than you, your word is your honour, mm. stuff like that. This, this is actually stuff we have to teach our kids, but back then it was something that was normal. I feel like you have yeah. to fight back now, yeah? Yeah. Instead of actually like starting from like a, a level playing field, you kind of mm. it's an uphill battle mm. against like. But you got to accept that, though. And I think that's what people don't do nowadays. They, like, everyone's dealt with a set of cards. You know what I mean? Like, you might have certain issues that you go through that's different to Ali's and it's different to me. You know what I mean? But like, it's the way that you view those set of cards. You know what I mean? Like, you can either play with them and sort of like find your feet. And Allah alam, everyone goes through different cards that you dealt with. Yeah, yeah, the cards that you dealt with. Yeah. Or you can, and uh, this is what a lot of people do nowadays, and hence why it's easier to attach yourself to the likes of uh, whatever, Tupac, Biggie, and all that kind of stuff. Because you look at your cards, and then you go, oh, cool, I've got this problem that's similar to this person. Okay, cool, let me look at them as a role model. You know what I mean? But the thing is, it goes back to what I was saying before. You don't know about the million things of that they're going behind mm -hmm. the scenes. You know what I mean? Or like, going back to like the uncle examples, you know? You'll look at him, and you'll be like, damn like he's working and he's still able to maintain like a social life and all that kind of stuff but he's dealt with a set of cards of his own mm. you know and people nowadays they play i guess the victim mentality and this is what if you know to answer one of your questions like what consists of being a man or what some characteristics i think it goes back to the whole like discipline situation you know I mean, accepting that like hey like i'm in a situation like this i've been dealt with these cards this is my situation but hey i'm just gonna roll with it mm -hmm. you know because cool your parents didn't teach you yeah, but now you're faced with the environment and circumstances also makes a person to a degree, mm. you know? Yeah. It's I'm mostly taking responsibility mm. for these things and taking ownership of saying, like, to make a change, it comes from you. Exactly. Mm. And sorry, you want to land? No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, it's easier said than done, of you course. know, because, like, recently when I was leaving um, what's called my job, yeah, it's a small situation, yeah, but me personally, I've never ever left a job before, you know what I mean? And you don't know like how to act in a certain situation until you're actually facing the certain adversity. Mm. You know what I mean? Like 
do I write it this way? Do I talk to them in, in that certain way, you know? So it goes back to you have to be sort of faced mm. with certain problems, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's very easy to, like, just blame external, like, um, uh, like ex- everything externally is apart from yourself. Mm. Like, for example, like, I work at a primary school, right? Yeah. And I'm working, like, after school, which after school care, which, like, you're basically just babysitting in a way. Yeah, dead haps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, so, like, I work with some of the workers there, like, I observe how they deal with the kids and interact with kids because, obviously, kids don't understand their emotions, right? Mm. They do things, like, outrageous sometimes where it's, like, but they don't know what they're doing because they don't know how to control emotions and, like, mm. frustration, all that mm. type of things. But then we're adults. We should be understanding what they're going through. Mm. But then I see some of the workers I work with they're blaming the kids for like doing this. Why they're doing that, and then they respond like in the same way as them. It's like yeah. you're a grown, like you're a grown man. You should know exactly mm. what the kids like going through, and mm. you should be the one fixing the situation. And they're blank canvases. Exactly, like they're gonna learn from you if you teach them. So yeah. It just shows like there's grown men out there still acting like little kids. It's like so disappointing. Do you remember the story from the podcast you guys listened to about the mum when she asked the kid, and it's even Malik came and then. Did you guys finish the episode or not? Nah? I got to like 28 minutes in. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. Like, cause <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, it was on minute 31. And I oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you remember that. I'm just making it up. Oh. There's just a story. Because see, like, kids are blank canvases. <coughs> and sometimes us as parents, going back to why we didn't build up as many men in the community, we tell our kid, hey, for example, always speak the truth. And if you, you stay, and stick to your word, but then there's always exceptions. Mm. So what happened was Anas ibn Malik came and his mum said, go do these errands for me. Mm. And then the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, so Anas ibn Malik said, hey, go do these errands for me. So the, the Anas ibn Malik went and did errands the whole day, came back to his mum. And then it was like late at night. And then she goes, where were you? And then he goes, I went to help the Prophet. Okay. And then she said, what, with what? He goes, I can't say. You know, it was a secret. Like it's, it's not my place to say. Mm. But what happens is, a lot of times us as parents are like, it's just me, tell me. Because sometimes you're worried or whatever, or you're inquisitive. Mm. It's like, tell me, tell me, it's just me. But you're teaching the kid that you, when you stick to something, there's, there's ways out. And that's why us now, when we, like, it's like, oh, okay, someone said a secret, I'll just tell my best mate. And then just tell your best mate, you know? Yeah, like it becomes 20. Yeah. It, it's like, well, Peter Lies, the theme song. The only way, um, you can keep a secret, is, the only way two people can keep a secret is one of them is dead. Yeah. <laughs> well. <Please> excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, two people can keep a secret is one of them is dead. Yeah. True. So what happens is rumors. Yeah, Allah. <laughs> but rumors in the community, like as in, like you know, high school rumors. <coughs> like one person goes, "I'll just tell my best friend. Don't tell anyone." And they'll go tell their best friend. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it's like we. You're teaching a five-year-old. If you say, "Hey, here they go. It's a secret." Me and my friend had a secret from school. If you say, "Hey, no, it's just me," you're teaching them a different lesson. And that's what we have to be conscious of. There's all these little li- little things that are like, damn, you know? Is that manners, bro? They yeah. say a secret is some, something you tell someone not to tell someone else, you know? It's also, mm. the, the, there's also the fact that, like, as soon as it leaves your tongue, it's no longer a secret. Yeah. Like, that's that's something that people define. Yeah. It's something that you keep enclosed. It's true, man. You shouldn't tell someone a secret honestly, unless you value them. Honestly, like, you can't really, like, you can't pe- te- teach a person a value and then tell them to break it on certain circumstances and situations. Just lip service. You know what I mean? Because yeah. then, like, where does it end? Because they start to feel a special connection with somebody else, and all of a sudden, they're okay to know. He's mm. okay to know. She's mm. okay to know. But the person who's told you about it is mm. not happy with anybody knowing in general. Yeah. yeah. So it's the hard thing. W- was there other things that came to mind? I was thinking about something Ali said, you know, when he was talking about the whole thing with um, 
child not child care. That's a violation. Sorry. Um, after school care. Same thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> still caring for children. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but it reminds me of Jordan Peterson. You know when he speaks about that whole. There's this chapter in his Twelve Rules for Life book where he speaks about like don't get in the way of your kid hurting himself or something like that because there's valuable lessons when they fall in those sort of like sort of adversities and that. Just the more I think of it, I was just thinking of it like solely on its own. But I guess that's why we produce a generation of, I guess, quote-unquote, soft people, you know? Because what happens is you're protecting them from all these harms and dangers and all that kind of stuff. They don't have, like, you don't, you're not instilling value and integrity in them. You know what I mean? Certain characteristics later on in life that they can actually... Resilience, use. yeah. Re- resilience and, like, like, even integrity as well, yeah? Like, for example, um, going back to the whole trust thing, if you keep them away from, like, certain truths and stuff, sometimes, like, it's all right to actually give them a little bit of... Um, hard information something they might not be able to be obviously the parent would know in that scenario just so then later on they're not like shocked when entirely it comes to them you know but i was thinking about that so um yeah <laughs> I, I lost my train of thought yeah, right, right, yeah, right, yeah, child care yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nah, no 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 I get, I get where you're coming from yeah. um but one thing as well that i was thinking about was um the need to act out you know like for this generation everything's about image you know and um, I wanted to see what you boys thought about, for example, you know, you know a brother personally, you know how he is, you've met him before, mm. maybe you've travelled with him, and the way he acts isn't aligned with the actual person that you've met or the way they are. Like, do you feel like there's an alignment with being a man and holding true to who you are? Or do you think that's just kind of situational or phase or something like that? Mm. Yeah, I go what you're saying. The question is, yeah, which side of him is actually him? Um, I'm saying, to be honest with you, yeah. you'll know a person when you've travelled, when you've dealt with money with him, yeah. or when business. Business, yeah. you've done business with a person. Okay. And um, a lot of the times when you travel with somebody, you know you have those, sounds yeah. so bad, but intimate moments. <laughs> you're kind of like it's like nice lucky guys with Ahmed too <laughs> <laughs> and the, I know all about Ahmed bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> but yeah you know you have you have those you have those 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 moments with the person where you, you just kind of discuss things or you speak to them one to one like there's there seems to be no like, there's no no walls put up you know you two like express yourselves fully and you kind of get across certain topics and certain points of and, and, and you kind of like you, you've yeah. kind of got a feel for the person and who they are for you know sure. um, because I know guys and it sounds so odd but they'll be extremely like one to one legends you know absolute guns mm-hmm. and then whether it's with other people like group settings and that yeah, yeah yeah whether it's with other people or it's with you just you start to see a side of them you didn't you didn't you don't believe it's them you know you can tell it's not them mm. but you just feel like the social pressure changes the person uh, yeah. like do you believe that that has that has that's that's a factor that people should take into consideration when they they kind of like are developing into the men mm. that they they're going to be in the future I, I think it touches on your point before like act out so for example there's certain scenarios like Ali and I are in and we're with people, and then we'll see someone will make a joke or do a certain thing, and we look at, and we look at each other, and we know the person's just doing it for a reaction. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's the thing where you kind of have to like look and say, why are they doing it? Sometimes there's multiple different things that's going in their head. Like sometimes someone's in a big group, and they don't like 
the convent not being around them or them being involved. So they want to make a joke or do something to make people laugh and make them think they're funny. Yeah. There's all these different things that are going through different people's heads. You know, it has been tough recently because we're not used to social connection. Yeah. So it's like, hey, do I have a connection with someone? Um, am I not funny? Do they think it's boring? I don't know. All this stuff. Um, are you asking like, what should we do as friends? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. About like, like the person themselves. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, for example, in high school, there was a mate of mine that I had. Yeah. And he was amazing human being, very good, like on Dean, whatever it was. And then he'd have these moments. Wait, a Muslim at your old high school? Yeah, yeah. I a couple of Arabs and stuff. A couple of Muslims, a couple of Arabs. Just narrowed it down. Damn, playing guess who right now. But, um, <laughs> but, um, no, no, it's none of you if you think it's you. Not you. <laughs> Anyways, um, there would there would be there would be moments where, for example, like the the Aussie or the non-Muslim boys would come around, and they'd act like, oh yeah yeah I'm not frigid, no 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 I've I've been out with girls, mm. oh yeah no nah, no, nah. and sometimes like for example yeah the boys would like look at him and go hey where are you going like don't worry about it, mm. trust to be mysterious mm. you know and you know it's not him because you. I've kicked it with you playing PS3, <laughs> PS4. Yeah. You're not like this, cuz. Mm -hmm. yeah. you're, you're a bit mm -hmm. of a... Yeah. Just mind my language. You're a bit of a virgin. Yeah, yeah. yeah cuz. <laughs> let's, let's just relax a yeah. bit, yeah? <laughs> let's, let's just chill out. Like, what? why you gotta act... What you gotta, mm -hmm. Why you gotta act out in these moments, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that comes to, like, knowing yourself and who you are and kind of, like, uh, accepting who the type of person you are. You know what I mean? Like, there's, f for example, you know, a lot of people, like, they act staunch in circumstances because, mm -hmm. like, uh, and this is me talking about myself now. Mm -hmm. When I was younger, all I wanted to do is kick it. Mm -hmm. I, you guys, you boys know me. I'm, I'm just down for vibes. Yeah. I don't mm -hmm. care about anything else. Yeah, yeah. I just want to kick it, have a laugh, go mm -hmm. home, sleep. I'll be all right. And then there's moments where I feel like somebody's treading on my toes. And the only way for me to assert myself as a man is to flex yeah. what God has given me in the, the fighting mm -hmm. department. Mm. Or in the in the ability to stand up for myself, or to, and 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 we, we see this as men a lot. You have to kind of like little man somebody else in order for to elevate yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and um, mm. yeah. I, I like I don't know. This is probably me revealing too much about myself. I think it goes back to what literally in your head you think makes you a man. If you think it's stepping up to the plate. Mm. And that's going to make you a man Because when we see like The Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Every single time Someone came And grabbed him on the neck You know Did something in the Spat like, on him or Spat on him yeah. Threw guts on him Came and you know Urinated Life. in the masjid yeah. Or did something You know Came with a sword Came to kill him Did he ever He, he was the strongest You know There was Equal to like 30 men. or 40 men yeah. mm. You know Those times where people would say Like Someone came and wrestled All the companions Beat them all Prophet came and ran a muck on him so he was he could have easily like got got in his respect and felt like a man through mm. reacting. Yeah. But then he goes, No, I don't need to. That's not where I find my manhood from. Mm. And so a lot of times we kind of see that. So sometimes people feel like acting out, like it's what did you say before? It's easy to do it when you're on top. Like people you remember listening to the podcast, Hobbless was talking about people love being the man on the little guy. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Now I'll earn my place because I know I'll wreck you. The guy's five one, you're six three, big boy. You know you wreck him in a fight, so that's the kid you'll bully. Because mm. yeah. that's gonna, it's like, you know what I mean? Is mm. that really making you a man? And that's yeah. what you got to kind of, that's why knowing yourself, the self-awareness is the real test. So it all stems from insecurities then basically. A hundred percent. I genuinely believe that a lot of us men, 
quote unquote, mm-hmm. where we um we kind of like act out in those in those regards because we feel the need to prove something to others. Yeah. And um, well, at least I can speak for myself. It's backfired a lot of times. Mm. You know, yeah, it does. It, it it doesn't turn out the way you expected it to turn out. You know, mm. and because you tend to start to juggle like multiple identities as well. You know, it's like who you are. Then the person who you've sort of showed yourself to be with, like, let's just say all of you, let's say I'm Abdueli with Ali, then mm. with Sohail and all that kind of stuff. And then later on, at one point, then your true identity is actually going to fall out. You know what I mean? And then yeah. that's where I guess you're at rock bottom. And then all you see is all your insecurities. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was trying to be funny because of this person. I was trying to act strong because of this person. You know what I mean? Because usually those qualities come out when you see it in the other person. Mm. You know what I mean? So then after you start to, like, mm. <laughs> Projected insecurities. You and know? over yeah. time, bro, people are going to see right through you, man. Like, people are going to notice. They know the true you. They're going to start to see, oh, hang on, that's not you. Why are you mm-hmm. acting like that? And then it will start to become more common that people start to realize things about you. Mm-hmm. And then it just gets worse from there. Also being, sorry, bro. Also being comfortable in yourself gives people the ability to be comfortable with you. Yeah. And I've noticed that there's certain people that I've met that are secure, that I feel are, or are quote-unquote men, that kind of acted the, like themselves and never hid like their emotions or had never like never felt the need to kind of like avoid certain things mm-hmm. with you and they can like be straight shooters and they can tell you how they really feel and whatever it is but they'll do it in a manner where you kind of feel comfortable with what they're saying mm. you know and um and and one one brother that I really look up to at once like like I felt so safe in front of him to be myself to not have to kind of like Oh, do I say something here to make him laugh, or do I say yeah. something here to make him feel like I've, I've yeah. got no emotions, or I'm composed, or you know, mm. I'm kind of like relaxed. I've got to turn deep on my voice here. Do I, you know, when you get those those feelings mm. of insecurity in those mm. moments, there, those people that are like that give you that capability or that ability to be mellow or to yeah. be who you are in those situations. Those are the people that I really look up to and try yeah. to be like myself. Mm. Yeah. And that, that, going back to the whole cycle thing that I was saying before, you know, like the whole thing is like prior to like becoming a parent, like the whole marriage thing and all that kind of stuff, it all goes into like that self-assurance that like knowing yourself will prepare you to know who to get married to. Do you get what I mean? That one individual and that one one individual will create like a couple. So inshallah, you can raise kids that are of Mm. value type of thing, you know? Mm. And that's the thing as well. Like with going back to the whole adversity thing, like many men don't face or many boys don't face adversity till they actually like dealt with the situation like marriage and all that kind of stuff mm. hence probably why we will save this for another podcast because mm. whatever the whole marriage thing and all that mm. but <laughs> like until they're faced with certain adversities they think they, f- they think like the situation will reveal themselves like they will become a man when they get to that stage mm. you know what I mean but th- it's that's not how it is mm. you have to get in touch with yourself prior to that and then those um yeah. Those characteristics will come out and show yeah. itself. I think early on, I remember Sir House said, uh, "Circumstances don't make the man; they just reveal them." Mm. Who said that, Seneca? Yeah, I remember Sir House said that. So <laughs> I was, ca- I was <laughs> kind of we'll stick with yeah. quotes. Hey, co- <laughs> That's a stoic. <laughs> obviously, guys, when we talk about manhood, there's so many different things, and one of the purposes for why I wanted to do it is for to spark the idea. It's like okay, us for to all think, what does it mean to be a man? Because that's technically who you want to become. If you don't identify yourself as a man now, it's something you want to be. And I think if we keep jumping from thing to thing, it might not be chronological enough or like in a way for people to be like, I remember what they said. So I wanted to go around and let someone just drop a few things that they think and then we'll like touch on it. It's like, damn, I didn't even think of that. And I want someone to go deeper on it. 
just so people can start thinking because like you said before with you having you were gonna like you wanted to fight people to kind of make yourself feel manly that didn't happen to me as a kid mm. i wasn't like hey to make me it was something else yeah. so i wanted to touch on each one even if you say th two one four and it's like okay damn why are you thinking like that i saw your list what like yeah. So, for example, what because for example, I don't know if you identify yourself as a man yet, yeah, but you might, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm just saying yeah, that, yeah, yeah, it's a hard one, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you're cute, but it's one of those things where if at the end of the episode we say so many different things at different times, it's hard for people to actually like write their own list, and I want people to actually think and say, look. Right now, right here, I was looking through it. There's an Islamic book here. It says 44 ways to manhood. Because you're not going to remember 44. <laughs> so I want people to realize what their four things are. And yeah. they develop and they work on it. Mm -hmm. So if we just go around, it's like, hey, one from Ali, one from Suha, one from Ashraf. That's, some, that's my step one. Because you, like, you might not become a man in a month or whatever. Like, you know? yeah, uh, so I, I want to go Ali first. Yeah. Go Ali first, I okay. reckon. Yeah. All right, so... Well, some of the things from that list we've already mentioned, but then one <laughs> I'm going to mention. What's so funny? What's well, this list? <laughs> no, I, I have a few notes and whatever from I, I read couple, that book yeah, as well. Yeah. So one well. of the things, <laughs> so one of the things, like especially nowadays, like what I've been thinking, like j not just for myself, but just in general, like what's Im more important is how your interactions with the opposite gender, like n not even just like you know pursuing marriage, or whatever. It's like even with your family members, like the importance of your relationship with them, because obviously. We are different in the way we respond to things, our emotions, control, controlling of emotions as well. And I feel like it's very important to understand... Um, how do I put this? Emotional intelligence? Yeah, emotional intelligence in a way. Oosh, that's a good answer. Yeah. That's tough. Because I think these days what I'm seeing, because I'm, I'm on TikTok as well, what I see on TikTok as well, like I'll, I'll just speak for guys, like a lot of guys seem like they're reaching out to try to get the attention of the opposite gender in the wrong way. Yeah, and it's like you have to ask yourself, like, like those traps. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> one massive one. Yeah, exactly. But there's more than that. Yeah, but then you have to ask yourself: Would you still do these? Would you still produce this content when you're married? How would you be as a married man when you have a wife, and then you obviously can't be like speaking? You're, you're limited to the interaction with the opposite gender in general. Mm. When once you're a married man, like you have to ask these questions to yourself: How would you speak to even other girls, like when you interact with them, when you encounter them at work? Like, you know, in terms of respect or like, you know, the conversations you have, how direct would you be? I think that's very important these days because it seems like people are reaching out too much, trying to get the attention of the opposite gender. But it's like, why are you doing that for? There's mm. there's a phenomenon back in the day in Newport. It was like a lot of the elders used to tell you, hey, don't go near any of the other girls because if you have a sister or a daughter in the future, it's going to happen to them because mm. what goes around comes around. Yeah. Mm. And a lot of the times, that actually hindered me. I'm not going to lie to you. Even though it might not be true, it kind of hindered me from yeah. any of that sort of like that mm. realm yeah. until I was a kid. It's, it's, like it's a perspective. Like, you know I want to go quickly go back to Ali. But I, I, there was a time where the, uh, a companion came up to the Prophet and said, you know, like, I have... Uh, much I want to commit adultery. I want to like I'm gonna yeah, commit yeah, this yeah, sin, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. I'm gonna you know like uh, make um, a connection with a female that I'm not married to. Yep. The Prophet ﷺ, his hikmah was, you know, like do you have a mum? Do you have an auntie? Do you have a yeah, do you have yeah, a sister? Make a halal for me, he said. Make, no, make but he halal. asked him because how would you feel if someone wanted to do this with them? Yeah. And that's exactly what you just said. Yeah. If you say, okay, Bismillah, I'm gonna go enjoy my twenties. I'm gonna you know go around clubbing and do whatever. Mm. 
picture in that moment. It's like, I have a sister, I have a mum, I have a, you know, cousins. Would, you, would I want the same thing for them? Yep. It's like, no, I don't, so let me stay away. Yeah. You know? And um, just to develop on that further, it's like, like you were saying, the way you deal with the lady folk of your family, sounds good there. <laughs> <laughs> the lady folk of your family, yeah? Mm. And um, we heard Mufti at that little halaka after the salah, what he was mm. talking about. How the way, Rajal Qawamuna um, al-Nisa, and um, how the way the man of the house is always responsible, is always going to be responsible for the actions of his f- the, the female uh, counterparts or the female members of the family. And um, on the day of judgment, Allah SWT is going to, uh, like there's going to be a guy who was at the mosque, front row, praying, reading Quran, and he's going to get dragged to Jahannam by the, the, his mother or his, or his daughter or his grandmother. And they're going to say, and, and, and they're going to look at him and they're gonna, he's going to be like, what, like why, why are you dragging me? Because while you were reading Quran and doing all those things, you you didn't warn you didn't warn us enough, or you didn't you didn't take responsibility for us, yeah. Mm. So now you're going to be held accountable for what you neglected, mm. and um, that was a hadith that was sahih, correct? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it is, but I'll find that. We'll put it inshallah in the in the, in the, the show subtitles. notes. The show yeah? notes. The show notes. Let's go, Ali. Like what's some that. what's some more stuff you got? Because. I think it's it's on the topic of like interacting with people in general, where it's like um, giving respect to receive respect, basically, because obviously we know like as like I've spoken to some, I don't want to keep bringing up marriage, man, but like it's similar where it's like married guys talk about like the one thing guys want in general is like is respect, and how else do you get respect is by giving respect to people in general when you speak to them, interact with, not just older generations. But just in general, like even because even for example, you're speaking to a younger generation, and that's what you want. You want them to respect you, right? But then you have to be interacting in a way where, how do you put it? Um, where you're not like you are playful, but then you're not too playful. Where it's like, the it's the agenda yeah. Again? No, no, no. I'm <laughs> saying in general, yeah. Like it's <laughs> yeah. in, it, it's playful. That's what I'm like. Yeah. No, no. Inter- interactions with people in general, okay. like all types of generations, because yeah. you obviously have to alter the way you are. With certain generations, the way you speak to them, so, yeah. the way you approach them, and mm. your mannerisms and that. I have a question. Th- does that make, or like this is this is me just being like devil's advocate here, but wouldn't that make respect something that's transactional? Like, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it put it in? A, would it put it in a situation where that I give respect, but I only give respect to receive it? Mm. You know what I mean? Or or like this is just food for thought here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do you feel like respect needs to be rather earned? Than to be given back unconditionally. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you if you're because ex- you can't be expecting the um, person to give you respect every encounter. You don't know how that person will react to certain things. Mm. I think it just comes down to yourself in like your intentions of how you approach like interacting with people in general with your mannerisms. Yeah, hundred percent. And values. I think you values is a big thing. Yeah, because you shouldn't you shouldn't be expecting anything to honest from other people because you don't know how they're going to react. Yeah. Mm. But then you have to play your part. And actually, like, show your akhlaq yeah. and be nice to people. Okay. Value yeah. them as well. Yeah, yeah, I do agree with you 150%. Mm. I believe that you treat people the way you want to be treated. Exactly. Mm. And and if you if you act or carry yourself in a respectable manner, people have no uh, no other option but to respect that. Mm. You know, mm. 100%. if if you hold tight if you hold tight to your morals and to your ethics, and and you carry yourself in a way, you, you don't you don't look for the respect, but it does it does come with the territory. You know. Mm. But then, we, we, we don't want to get caught up in this. Uh, I'm doing things 
So therefore you must and that's when because that's what happened with me, you know, growing mm. up. I mm. was in a, I was in a situation where I'll be nice to a person to get niceness back. Yeah. You know? And that never ends well. It never does. Yeah. So that's that's you what I mean by transactional. Yeah. Because mm. you can't control the way people react. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. external. Exactly. Yeah. You got, got any more on the list? Yeah. <laughs> Break them out, cuz. Like the episode's yeah. just <laughs> me, bro. No, 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 sorry, we've got time. Um, you get yeah. one more if you want. If you just tell us when you... Because the best thing is it's sparking thoughts because now I'm thinking, damn, you know? Because yeah. i got a story. I want to break down one of yours. Um, yes, yeah, but let me... I guess I'll say what my mate said as well. The ability to say yes or no. Okay. So like knowing priorities? Yeah, I think that's going on with like... Um, believing, like knowing what you want out of things and obviously having to say no in certain situations in order to stick by what you believe and what you need to do like it's just it's it's hard to explain like it's the idea of FOMO for example saying yeah. no you know you're not always hanging out with like the the group of boys every week and you feel like mm. you're going to be missing out you're going to become an outsider mm -hmm. but then it's like you have to stick by your values and what you have to do and then simple decisiveness yeah. that's a big one it's, it sounds easy but it's not it's uh, yeah yeah 100%. Yeah. Ooh, crazy. I want to, because before when you said about, would you say like with the opposite gender, you have to n understand um, the emotional intelligence and the emotional mm. um, capabilities of the pe people you're with. Like for example, when you're in, when you're married and you have a, you have a partner and you're at work, you don't want to have like what people call, like I said at work, it's called like a work wife. That's my work wife. <laughs> and we go lunch every single day and we chat. Like that's that's a normal thing. That's what people say. Mm. But then also like they have best friends yeah. and they hug and they're this, that. So you have to understand like what is the relationship you want to have, especially like your spouse isn't here. So do you want to go hug girls and chat to people and stuff like that? Or do you want to have a relationship where it's like, no, out of respect for my wife because I know she wouldn't like this. This is not what I'm going to do. It's like mm. the topic of Aghira. You know, like that's that's a that's a human nature in us in as a Muslim. Men, it's like that um, protective jealousy. Yeah, protective jealousy mm. over our you know family, over our wives and stuff like that. And there was a story of Zubair ibn al Awam. Okay, he's the one of the Ashram Mubashirin, ten Shana. He's the prophet of the cousin. Okay, the prophet's wife is Aisha, and Aisha's sister is Asma. Asma binti Abu Bakr, and Zubair got married. Okay, so the prophet's cousin is married to Aisha's sister. Asma is on a journey and she had some trouble holding all of her stuff in you know, on their head and all their bags and stuff like that. So the prophet came up to her. It's his wife's sister, sister-in-law, pretty close. And it's his cousin's wife, mm. his family. He goes, hey, um, would you like some help? You have some difficulty on your journey. She's, this is the prophet asking you for help. She said, no, because I know Zubaid will get jealous. Mm. This is like, think about that, that level. It's like, I'm saying no to the prophet. And I need the help because I'm having difficulty because I know my husband who isn't here, who's your cousin, might get jealous. I wouldn't like it, yeah. There's respect. And then she went and told Zubaydah and he goes, I was jealous of the dates you were holding because they were close to you. It's like, that's the kind of love and relationship they had, you know? But it's like, that's, that's the level where us were like, oh, I'll go to work and I'll have lunch with one of my colleagues who's a girl and we'll chat and we'll go out for drinks after or whatever. And it's like, mm. is this the type of relationship you want? And that's where you have to kind of know What's going to affect your relationship? It's emotional intelligence about your partner, you know, and about your siblings and stuff like that. But that's why we need to start thinking like that even before you get married. Like, it's not mm. easy, but then, that, like, just um, establishing tho those boundaries of, like, the way you interact with people because we can get caught up. Like, uh, our number one desire for guys is girls. Like, you, you would want to hang out with them. You would... And money. Yeah, money as well, mm. of course. But, like, mm. you gotta you got to establish th these things early on. 
Like even as like as simple as like social media, mm. because it's on the tip of your fingers. Like it's so easy for me to like follow girls, for example, like interact in a message. But then it's like you th- have to think to yourself, like, what if guys were following like my cousin, my female cousin, or my sister? Mm. And it's like Just double yeah. standards. Like w- you know what I mean? Don't decline in the request. What? Uh-huh. Look at his face. This guy can never decline anything. This guy's <laughs> it's just I a no, bro. This what it, what it takes to be a man <laughs> is to be able to say no. This yeah. guy's accept. I'm just putting him on the spot. Yeah, have, have a look thought. at my Insta, bro. Yeah. Do you know what legendary thing is? He goes, oh, I don't accept because I'm on private. But then he goes to public in a week and it automatically accepts everyone. Yeah, so he goes, oh, I just like that. You know, it wasn't me, but it was a little transition team. <laughs> we see you, bro. That was four years ago. That was four years ago. <laughs> it was last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's on again. you. Let's go. I want to see uh, what some things, what Honestly, it takes to be a man. We've, like we've, what's we've covered a lot of good ones. You know what I mean? It's I a great way to get out of it. Carry on. A lot of major ones. What's a great way to be a man? Is that what you said? Like what's some characteristics that maybe you want to work on? I want to hear legendary. I'd say the best one, honestly, that resonates with me is just being like in touch with yourself. Because masculine like fragility is a big thing. You know, I mean people joke about it, like the liberal feminist girls mm. and all that kind of stuff. They take the piss out of that conversation. But it's an actual thing. Like it's often going back to the guy girl situation, whatever. Mm. Like often guys get girls to prove that they can get girls. You know what I mean? Mm. Or they try and hustle and look like or they flex their fifties and whatever on the internet to look like they've got money and all that kind of stuff. Who are you around, bro? Say again? Who are you around? In the 50s? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got dollars that. That's crazy. Mm. Um, but yeah, masculine fragility is a big one. And it goes back to like um, like one of my favorite videos to listen to, and I've listened to it, like I keep on listening to it, is Yuna Naval's 40-minute video on conquering the mind, where he just speaks with, um, he just speaks for 40 minutes and he just speaks about, and the major concept of the video is, um, being in touch with the thoughts that are going on in your mind, you know, and being comfortable with those thoughts because that's like you having a conversation with you, mm. you know, rather than seeking that validi- uh, validation externally, you know, have that internal conversation because he speaks about your in- external environment doesn't get fixed until your internal environment's fixed, you know, and so the things that cause you to feel, to m- like not feel fragile and all that kind of stuff or vulnerable, yeah, you need to be in touch with it. So mm. that's, that's mm. probably my takeaway, you know. Like, how would you work on it? Um, how would I work on it? Yeah. Is it reflection? What do you do? I'd say the simplest way to a degree is just listening to the thoughts that come up. You know, we listened to this, you said this episode once um, in, the, in the group chat. You know, Faisal's podcast where he speaks about, he speaks with those Tezkia boys, the, the mm. pornography boys and all mm. that. I'll be honest, bro. I remember nothing from that episode except one thing. Yeah, he said something about like the, the importance of like journaling. Yeah, and I'm not going to delve into journaling and stuff, but why I felt that bit was important was because he speaks about how like if you constantly journal every single day, there, there, there's often these thoughts that keep reappearing, you know, and they're the ones that you want to address, you know, because if you're not, ad- it clearly it's coming up for a reason, you know, and if you're not addressing them, so addressing the thoughts that come into your mind, wherever it is, big or small, mm. you know what I mean, and try and find out where they stem from, mm. you know, but that's advice. That is true. Like journaling is pretty much reflecting. Mm. That's one of like the most highly emphasized things now, and even at the prophet's time. Like that's literally the point. It's like what we have to be doing is reflecting. And personally, I've started to try do it, not journaling, but like um, because we're constantly how do I say it? We're constantly entertained on a daily basis. You know, like like with with the ease of like AirPods, mm. Beats, uh, like you know your headphones and all that kind of stuff. Like I know me personally, if I'm walking around the house, I've got Beats on. 
Mm. I'm going to the toilet to go my AirPods in. At night time when I'm going to sleep. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> TikTok, bro. bro the, don't you remember we went for the road trip? We stayed at that place. This yeah. guy woke up and he's, he's got yeah. AirPods, AirPods in. I'm like, bro. I'm, nah, nah, I'm like, nah, chat nah. to us, bro. <laughs> yeah. well, bro I love uh, AirPods, nah. bro. But listen, Sorry, bro. To me, that's... Yeah. Even, even at night time when I'm going to sleep in that, yeah? Like, I'm listening to something. You know, so you never have that moment of time where, like, you might have it when you're going for your drives, when you're doing um, coffee runs and that. Yeah, yeah, your yeah. deliveries for veggies and that. But I never have that time where, like, my mind is just, I'm letting it race and think and all that kind of stuff. And, you know mm. what I mean? So having that quiet time is sometimes nice, you know? Mm. I think so it's yeah. needed, man. Because mm. you need you need to be a bit more conscious of your thoughts. That's where the journey gives you the opportunity <coughs> to be more conscious of your thoughts. He's got his list, huh? You seem your... Yeah. Uh, relax. You seem keen for yourself, On here's the house list. What'd you yeah. do that for? I'm just excited. Oh, <laughs> for mine? Yeah. Because yeah. you've been... A little too excited. <laughs> yeah. No, no, Because, no, bro, like... So how's, mashallah, 14 years old, got a big beard like that. This guy's been a... He's look, look, looked like a man since he was, you know, a boy. Yeah. So your list <laughs> must be hectic. I think number one is you don't need to act out to Grow prove beard. that you're a man. Huh? Grow a beard as Grow well, beard. yeah. yeah, yeah. Alhamdulillah. You'll get in there, inshallah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you can't use yourself, bro. <laughs> yeah, so you know that... Yeah? Facial alopecia, but um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we can. Um, I up. can delve onto that. I can delve into that a little bit further. What I mean by that is, um, well, what I've noticed is from myself and from closer people closer to me, is that there feels like there's a there's a need or there's a void around people, yeah, or especially around certain people that they need to act a certain type of way to kind of prove that they're cool or that they're in or that they they they're the person that you know that. They should be hanging around, you know, and like, don't feel the need to kind of like compromise your morals and your ethics and, and, and things that you stand for or the person that you are. Like, bro, if you, sounds so bad, but you watch Jane the Virgin, bro, just be happy with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> you so you recommended Peaky Blinders, Jane the Virgin. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he skips the part. There's certain <laughs> things you enjoy, like, I remember there's a show called This Is Us, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I mess with it hard, like, but I remember yeah. keeping it to myself for a long time. Like, bro, you done me telling mm. people that? I, nah, bro, get out of here. Like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bro, I remember. This guy Loki watches Game of Thrones. I know him. No, 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 no. That I don't watch. Nah, I don't watch. Nah. All I've got no clue what goes on in that show. I heard it's very bad, so mm. I stayed away from it. But, anyways, um, but oh, uh, yeah, all, what I was saying was like, there's certain things that everybody enjoys. And like Abdulli was saying himself, is that certain people are dealt cards. Um, they're dealt certain cards. And you just got to gotta work with the cards that you're dealt. Yeah? And um, a lot of the times, if you notice it in poker, that you can't see the guy's cards that they're dealt that's next to you. Mm. So they're hidden. But what you have to know is, and like David Goggins says, you know that oh. everybody's effed up. Mm. Yeah, just some people are better hiding it than yourself. So, like, like for example, for Abdiwali, what I would say is like maybe do get the chance to sit with yourself for a bit. Mm. You know, well, this is advice to myself too because mm. I catch myself lacking sometimes, and I start to kind of like just avoid what's going on with her, and then I start acting out. I start getting angry very easily, or I start getting into situations more with people, or or like I, I notice myself being a lot less tolerant of other people. Mm. And that's only because I'm allowing myself to kind of veer in that direction, like aimlessly, mm. and 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 kind of like not allow myself to reflect, take a breather, and go, hang on, are you like, do you know who you are? Like you're a slave of a god. That's it. That's all you are. 
in essence, all of us are just slaves of God. Nobody's special except for the Rasul, you know? And we all find out who's special on the here in the hereafter. But that's only based off of the actions that Allah SWT has accepted. Mm. Or what Allah SWT has blessed us with. And none of this stuff is from us. Like people that get jaded about being good looking. Because nobody, and I mean nobody, worked on themselves to be good looking. God just blessed you with that. Mm. You know? Like intelligence. God blessed you with that. Everything that you have, that you that you can kind of like gain some sort of like arrogance or ego about because you didn't you didn't have nothing to do with it mm. god gave you all that nobody worked on anything but themselves you know so it's pretty much like being that comfortable with the debt with the cards that you were dealt exactly like doesn't matter what it is mm-hmm. be comfortable be confident be grateful and like you know Except yeah. it's not something where you're trying to change because yeah. you know like someone else is you know, like you're trying to act out so you yeah. can be someone else. And like, you be yourself, exactly. man. Exactly. And us as Muslims, we have guidelines, bro. We have we have the perfect example. We had the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you know? And he cried when his kids died. There was a guy that came up to him and goes, I'd never kiss my kids. Mm. And the Rasul said, what am I going to do if the Allah snatched mercy from your heart? Mm. You know? Like, that's something that us as, as, as individuals, as men, would say, far, you know what? Like, I haven't, I haven't said I love my parents. Like, I haven't said to my parents that I love them. Mm. Or or I can't, haven't appreciated the people that are around me that have helped me to become the person that I am. Or like, there's 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 many things that Allah SWT has given me that I haven't thanked mm. Him for. And and you start to notice that, like, if you start to just move in a dark, like, you just start to move through life on autopilot, you don't give Allah SWT His haq, you know? You don't give the people around you their haq. And if you're not grateful to the people that are around you, when you lose them, or when you lose those things Allah SWT has given you, mm. oh, damn, like, mm. why didn't I take advantage of that stuff when I had it, you know? So find your, find your, find what you value most and, um, and, 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 and figure out what your morals and your ethics are, what you stand for, what you don't stand for, what are your core values, what are your things that you can f- kind of like work around people with. Would you recommend writing them down or anything? What is it? Like writing those down, like the values and the morals. Because sometimes we just say, oh, being honest. But then if you don't write you it down, you're not going to remember yeah, it. Yeah, 100%. Like 100%. I, I don't myself, which I probably should. That's yeah. a good idea. But there's definitely some things where you'd rather have a reference kind of to look back on mm. and go, hang on, this happened, but I don't really mess with this sort of stuff. Mm. So in these situations, when this is when this arises again, I know who I am. Mm. I'm Sahil who doesn't really stand for this stuff. Yeah. You know? And that's why the deen is amazing. Because the deen's already given us our guidelines and is has, has, has offered us morality, mm. objective morality. Mm. Morality where everybody has the same playing field and Allah SWT has taught us or uh, and told us like, hey, this is what's right, this is what's wrong. Enjoying the good, forbid the evil, move on. You know? Mm. That's it. This is how it is. Mm. And stick to those values and those morals, man. Because yeah. if you can't, bro, who are we, man? Exactly. Mm. You know? Reminds me of what Malcolm X says, um, you know, if you don't stand for anything, you fall for anything. Exactly. It's as simple yeah. as that, you know. Mm. You don't want to be baseless humans, yeah. bro. It's like, you know, see you said, like, the dean gave us this. I know Goggins, who you said before, he doesn't lie, okay? And the way he fixed it, because he was a big liar as a kid, he would lie for no reason. Mm. So when he was obviously going through his, like, rebirth of the person he was, he said, every time I lied to someone, I'd go back and tell them I lied to you. So for example, you like, I lied to you about something. He'd call the person and say, sorry, bro, I don't even know why, but I lied to you. And then me, I thought about that. I'm like, bro, do you know, 
you know how awkward that conversation would be? 100%. Like, imagine you lied about something useless. Like, it's like, for example, someone said, How much do you lift in the gym? You gave a number. You called, like, bro. I don't even know why, but I lied to you. Yeah. You know? And then it's like, but these kind of things where you have to catch yourself lacking. Because yeah. sometimes you do it on the nitty gritty. And then eventually it just becomes this easier habit. It's like you do it on the medium and the big. And 100%. Then yes, it's like this is a non-Muslim who's probably You're more right. conscious of his tongue than me. And it's like, come on, man. And that, that kind of like trains you. It kind of gives you that awkward conversation. You have to go back and admit your fault mm. rather than just saying the truth at the beginning and moving on with it, yeah. you know? And um, they always tell us like, like um, I remember Hoblas gave this, um, this advice to people. Like if there's something that you want to stick to as a habit, Make sure that there's a punishment for what happens when you don't commit to it or you don't actually fulfill that habit. Like you don't pray your sunnah, for mm. example, and you said you wanted to, to never miss a sunnah, yeah? Make sure that the, 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 the punishment pinches you enough to make you go, hang on, nah, I don't want to do this again. It's not worth it. You don't want that awkward convo mm. on the phone. Yeah. Going, hey, cuz, listen, swear to God, I need like five kilos <laughs> bench. <laughs> you know? mm. But yeah, no, let's see Ashraf. I want to hear this as well. Hit us. Okay. Um, oh, the freezy. No, no, we could get G. Let's do it. <laughs> well, I, I think the main thing is when I started asking myself of what it means to be a man, it's what I want to work on. You know, because obviously I'm a, I'm a young guy. I'm 22, 23. Um, 23. I don't know, because I just turned. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told someone today I'm 22. I'm like, right, this is your time. I lied. <laughs> yeah, sorry, boys. <laughs> Call me now. <laughs> yeah, but it's one of those things like, um, you know, when you're young, you want to develop certain things. 100%. And sometimes when I, I listen to a lot of podcasts on this, like what it means to be a man, and a lot of it was very um, nice and daisy and, you know, sunflowers and rainbows and a cute little mm. points here and there. So I, there yeah. was nothing like substantial, like this is what I want to work on. And obviously like a big thing is like, for example, you've got to have the physique of a man. You've got to be a strong guy and stuff yeah. like that. And that's a big thing for some people, you know, but for me, a big thing is like what Legendary was talking about was discipline, conquering the mind. And I feel like for like, for example, some people say discipline, how are you going to do it? It's, for example, paying five times a day. But for me, the thing that would make me a man and the discipline is praying salat every day in the mosque, fajr. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if like really that is the, that's one thing I don't do. So I'm not going to act like I do it. But that is one thing that shows where your priorities in life is. Yep. That you'd get five hours sleep, four hours sleep, whatever it is. And you'd wake up and you'd go fajr. It's more important than anything else in the world. That's the one thing I don't remember the last time I did it. Maybe. Which camera? Let's just think of that camera. Which camera? Okay. Right, yeah, but it's one of those things where it's like yeah. that shows your priorities, and that's real discipline. Because, for example, I go to gym most days. Gym's easy. Mm -hmm. for, I've, for the last two weeks, I wanted to go fajr at the mosque. So on this episode, I can kind of like, and I couldn't even Pour do yourself it. Out, yeah. Because I'm like, no, I'm sleeping at midnight. I'm only gonna get five hours sleep, and it's like, yeah. you know. And then I heard the story. I was telling legendary. I don't know if I told you boys about Salah Adina Yubi. Is like a, people talk about him in lectures stuff like that. He was the person. So Umar ibn Khattab, like third year Hijra, conquered Palestine. Then we lost Palestine for like 78 years and Salah al Ayyubi conquered it back. Mm -hmm. So Salah al Ayyubi is known as the man. Like Khalid ibn Walid as a war hero. Uh, after that, Salah al Ayyubi is probably the most well-known. Like they make TV shows about it because yeah. he took Palestine back for the Muslims, okay? Mm -hmm. So imagine you, there's an entire Muslim empire. You want to go take Palestine back for 80 years, other people have taken it. Where do you go to get your strong people? You're going to get the best archers, the best, your whole army. You're going to train people and say, let's go fight. He said, no one can enter my army unless you pray Fajr in the mosque. 
Subhanallah, yeah. If I went, wow. I, I, don't, I can't even tell you how many people go fajr on a mosque because I don't go. But if I, you went to a mosque, you'd probably find one line. <coughs> but he goes, I'm going to go try to get Palestine back and I'm, you can't join my army unless you pay fajr at the mosque. Because yes. that's discipline. That's real discipline. And I'm like, damn, that's the one thing I think would really set my priorities in life. Mm. Give me that foundation. That's one thing I want to work on. Wait, sorry, I just want to say on that, though, like, you know, praying at the mosque and stuff, making time. I remember in Ramadan, we were talking about it. We realized when we went to one of the nights for Tarawih, we realized, like, people can make the time out of their, like, busy schedule, full time, whatever, to actually come to the mosque, like, living in the West. Like, it's actually possible. Mm. It's just that we don't prioritize it. Because yeah. sometimes, like, during the year, you don't see many people for, like, Maghrib or Isha, like, you know, normal, normal Tuesday. But And we think, oh, no, nah, it's not possible in the West. But it's like... You for an hour. Yeah, Ramadan, yeah. you see it. It's like, it is possible. It's just that we don't prioritize it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That was a big thing with discipline. And I feel like that is the thing that will conquer my mind. Like, mm. it's like the it's the big milestone. You know, like the small things you can do, go gym and whatever. But I feel like that would really give you your, your life like, a bit yeah. of Perseverance, direction. man. Yeah. That's 100%. That's another thing that yeah. quality of a man that should have. It's perseverance. Yeah. Like, for example, there's... What scholar was it again that was struggling to, to, to do tahajjud? For 25 years uh, Allah, Allah. I can't remember what it was But anyways For us we're thinking Oh well one day I wake up And I'll become a person Who prays to mm. there, there was There was a There was a, a scholar Who had struggled with it For 25 years And then the next 25 years He was like Enjoying the fruits of it You mm -hmm. know what I mean So And, and he He just consistently Kept working on it And and rocking up And turning up And turning up And turning up It's like it's easy to turn up When everything's going well and everything's going fine and dandy and everything's working in your favour, but are you still turning up when things aren't looking amazing or or it seems like there's like no hope left or, you know? Those mm -hmm. those are the sorts of things that I believe, like, I believe a man runs without ego, you know? He's able to take, for example, like this is something that, well, at least I've noticed from my dad, is that regardless of acknowledgement or validation from the people around him for what he's done in his past for the family or for the people around him like he still continues to do what he does because he feels like that's what his, his duty is as a man mm. doesn't go around telling us i need your appreciation yeah. i need you to love me i need you guys to tell me i've done well you know mm. so, no nah, take on the chin move you know mm. and it was um this sounds so bad yeah daddy's home yeah the movie yeah, yeah the <laughs> movie yeah in daddy's home. We need a Sahel compilation of show recommendations. <laughs> yeah, bad. It's going to be like a whole list. He quoted the scholar and then he goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Will Ferrell yeah, like in daddy's home was like, it's like part of being a dad is just getting crapped on, you know, and taking it. It's true, yeah. yeah. You know? Yes. And part of being, a, a, a big part of being a man is, inshallah, in the future, if we all are fathers, a big thing is being a proper example for your kids. Sahel. You know, for your son and for your daughter. And making sure that everybody has, you know, something to look up to. Exactly. You know, yeah. something to be better than. Mm -hmm. mm. Because, who was it? Oh, God, there's so many things that I would have. I can't yeah. Anyways, <laughs> there was somebody yeah. that said something about being uh, being a good person and then, oh, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving. Okay. Yes, yeah. that's what it was. Khali. His dad, sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he knows his tribe. <laughs> you know, the one thing that he said that was funny on that <laughs> podcast was he said that, he didn't say black people, he said melanated individuals. And oh, I'm gonna stop wow. laughing. <laughs> but I'm gonna start saying that from now on. Free my guy. He's my favorite melanated individual right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways I carry on. He he goes, um his dad goes he goes to his dad once, like I wanna grow up, I wanna be just like you. 
He goes, no, I want you to be better than me. Imagine how good you'll be. Imagine how much of a good man you are. You'd be like how much mm. of a good man you'll become. And I'm a hell of a person. Yeah. Mm. You know, you're gonna be better than that. And I was like, yeah. you know, that's mad. You know, yeah. it's like you said, on perseverance is you got as a man, you got to have that ambition and stuff. Hundred yeah, percent. So that's a good thing. Um, another thing I wanted, I wanted to touch on with the, after the discipline is the, let's say, um, refinement of character. You know, so a lot of times we uh, we have flaws, like we all listed, but it's putting the extra effort and energy at all times to become a better person. You know, and so figuring out like sometimes what you said before about self-awareness. Sometimes you don't even know what's a flaw, but someone advises you, and what do you do? I I don't need to work on that. I don't need to do that. But our goal as a man, or even just as a human being, should always be trying to get better ourselves yeah, and to get better. And that's where it's like, for example, you say, "Hey, I lied." That's a refinement of character. You're trying to fix being truthful. You're trying to fix talking about you know bad about others and backbiting and stuff. So really, that's a very important thing I want to keep working on, you know? Because that's literally like personal development. A lot of times people just think it's productivity. Yeah. And a lot of it now, like on YouTube, is literally how to study eight hours a day and how to do this. And it's all about time management. Mm. But when I look at personal development, I literally look at like developing as a person, literally yeah. like fixing your character, fixing your personality. And that's literally all it's about, like from an Islamic perspective. Mm -hmm. But us in the West, it's like, how can I feed a nine to five, a side hustle, a gym, family, and some other investment thing in 24 hours? Yeah, yeah. It's it's become like th that's how we look at it. But the goal should be to become a better person every single day. Yeah, they've incentivized it. Yeah. They've kind of created like, they've made it, they've made something that's supposed to be like um, inwardly, inwardly profound. They've mm. made it kind yeah. of surface level now. Yeah. You know? Mm. And that's, that's, that's like, that's cooked because the whole point of it is reflection. The whole point of reflection isn't to tell people that you've been reflecting. Yeah. The whole point of reflection is to actually reflect and to mm. kind of look inwards and go, oh, okay, this is what I realized about myself. This is what I, uh, I need to work on. This is what I, I have to fix. And not mm. just, yeah, I meditate 34 hours a day. Yeah. This is what this guy says about it and this is what that guy says about it. Mm. But mm. I'm and, it's and I think it's also willing to learn something from anybody. Like as in... It's a lot harder, as especially learning from like, for example, myself, learning from my younger brother. Mm. And that's not easy. Or like learning from like other people, like you, you meet like cousins and stuff that are younger than you. It's like, it, it can, it can, what is this? You can hit your ego. 100%. Because it's like, who are you? You don't know much. I've lived more than you. But then it's like, no, they're probably actually right. Like actually consider the, what they've said and then take action from there. Ego's mm. a massive one, bro. Ego's the enemy, yeah. In all of our answers... The basis of it, to a degree, was ego. You know, if the you nafs, yeah, yeah, the nafs, mm. the nafs, the nafs. That's yeah. that all came up. You know, I think the link between it all as well is the idea of knowledge, because all of these terms and words and ways of to improve our character and become a man, the only way to learn all of them is to <coughs> seek knowledge. You know, that should be one of the big things that we do. Like, if we're not seeking knowledge, we're not getting better because you don't know how to get better. Doesn't matter what you do, podcast, books, yeah. articles, even just chat to people about something beneficial, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. you c like, for example, the Rira story, or talking about your parenthood and tactics for how to do it, yeah. or mm -hmm. acting out. You don't know any of this stuff unless you actually learn new things. Mm -hmm. So that yeah. should, yeah. You know, you know, huh? You know, you know. This guy's cut. I haven't had enough. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to touch on one thing, boys. Manhood. As a single man, okay? Because listening to a podcast, people talk about responsibility. Right now, we all have sisters. We have a mum. We can help out, but we have a dad. 
we have we all have uh, these guys have older brothers. So you have an older brother, you got a dad that kind of takes responsibility away from your shoulders. So I wanted to touch on: Do you think you can still? Because how I looked at it, I heard people say like you only really tested with responsibility when you get married. But that's what on the podcast they said. But mm. the only thing is that means, for example, all the scholars of the past that never got married, like Imam Nawawi or even some people that Allah didn't bless them with marriage, are saying Allah stripped them from manhood mm. just because they didn't get married. Mm. And that's where the thing is, like I want to talk about responsibility. Can you still, because to be a man, you have to be responsible. Like you said before, with a shepherd, we take care of the family, we take care of our, you know, the, the people around us. <laughs> yeah. So do you think, <laughs> how do you think man. that responsibility we can achieve? And is it even possible to achieve to the level of being a man when you're still dependent on other people? Because you're not technically the number one in charge. Mm. Mm. Yeah? You know you're not. It's like yeah. de- developing like the self-dependence, yeah? Mm. Pre-marriage, which is not easy. Um, I would say for myself, because I feel like as a person, I've always been like maybe too laid back in a way where it's like, I just, I don't mind handing off the responsibility to like anyone else. Like whether it's traveling, whether it's like, organizing like you know soccer with the boys or even hanging out where it's like only recently i've started to figure that out it's like it's not it's not a good it's not a good thing because you know you got to look once you get married once you have a family you've got you've got to do all these things you you're the man in charge like i've even questioned myself like how am i going to do it Mm. it's like that's why like you have to put yourself in situations where you have to like my my example like not everyone's going to learn this way but it's like when like traveling alone that's why i went that's why, like, mm. I had to do everything on my own. I was like booking, like, not like not even just the flights, but just little things, like, you know, actually looking at like our oh, health insurance, all these little details, like how am I going to get around, and all these things. Where I was put on the spot, I was like, what the hell? I've never had to worry about this, even though I've travelled so much. For example, when I'm younger, but it was all my dad. It was never me. It's like, oh crap! Like all of a sudden, actually, you start to realize in these situations that you've been in, but you've realized that you still don't know how to. You just still don't know how to figure it out. Where it's like you just got to put yourself in that scenario. Yeah, hundred mm. percent. I reckon readying yourself for the sacrifice. <coughs> is important. I think that's essentially what. What was it? Readying yourself. Re- readying yeah, yeah, yourself yeah. for the sacrifice is important. <coughs> so even if, for example, like you're saying, you're single, you're at home, your old man's still around, your old man's still alive, kicking, alhamdulillah. Any given moment that can change. Mm. Any given moment, your parents can just, you know, either die or they, they their health isn't all there or they can't really take care of themselves. I think understanding your understanding your role in the family is important and also understanding that at any given moment the way things are can just flip on its head, you know? Mm. And understanding that when it's time for me to step up, I'm there to step up. Mm. It is it is what it is. Mm. I have to do it and I'm not gonna complain about it either. You know? It's it's something that Allah SWT has given me because they say that um again I need to stop paraphrasing but the whole point of um the whole point of um like the person who doesn't take care of their parents in their old age mm. when they've taken care of them when they were younger and they were helpless mm. it's like it's it's one of the worst possible things you can do you know it's punishable mm. in the hereafter for yeah. for you not to do that to not take care of them to not kind of to, to not kind of take on that responsibility and and if you aren't married you still got that responsibility and even mm. if you are you still got that responsibility, you know. Mm. So, understanding you, you have to make those sacrifices. Prioritize your life in a way where you understand that there's there's things that are very important, or there's things that are important that require 
your your undivided attention and your 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 un unconditional love, mm-hmm. your unconditional time and sacrifice, and there's other things that can you know they can just move you yeah. know because we don't prioritize things yeah yeah as we should. I'd agree with what Sohail said um, along with that, but just the whole idea of like acknowledgement, you know what I mean? Like there is no defining moment that switches from a boy to a man, mm-hmm. you know. Like if you acknowledge, this, you have to accept the fact that yes, I am a I mean, you know, if you get mm-hmm. treated like a boy, then you will forever be a boy. But even if you treat yourself as a boy, then you'll ever, free, you'll ever be like a boy, you know. Mm-hmm. And also, mm-hmm. like, um, the whole open-mindedness as well, you know. Like, willing to take on opportunities that, like, I guess are out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Even help when you're not uh, being asked to help. Yeah. yeah. That's very important. Being proactive and stuff, you yeah. Know? Being yeah. Taking the initiative to go, okay, mom and my dad aren't asking me for help, but they could be struggling, you know. Mm. Rent or food or mm. or gas or electricity or a hey, mum yeah, here. For yeah. sure. And even what we go back to, like obviously, I asked the question in a way that we're responsible for other people, external environment. Yeah. We're also responsible for ourselves. Like what Legendary touched on before, we're having the victim mentality. Like really, the likelihood of us going to Jannah, the our physical um, body, our deen, we're pretty much responsible for that. How much effort and energy are you putting towards it? Mm-hmm. And that's also what we're responsible. And all these little things all add up to where you start becoming, like Ali said before, it's like or all of us accepting your cards. I'm responsible for what Allah has given me and I'm going to put um, take the right steps and be open-minded 100%. and stuff. You're going to say alhamdulillah. Yeah, anyone, alhamdulillah. Anyone out there that says like, like I'm not responsible or something like that, like the whole point of life to a degree is like a test, you know what I mean? And you wouldn't have been given that test if you weren't capable of. You know, so by default you're responsible. It's mm. just when are you going to accept that mindset that I am responsible? Mm. You know, so yeah, it's a big one. Alhamdulillah. Any more questions? Yeah, we'll wrap it up. Uh, do you want another question? Let's Actually, I have a no, question. I, I have a question. Yeah. Um, have you guys ever had a conversation with yourselves and said to? This is. I'm not expecting you guys to say yes or no. By the way, um, but have you guys ever had sat down with yourself and? sort of thought of the idea or pondered on the idea that am I a man or a boy? Just out of curiosity, you know? I personally haven't. Not before this topic came out. Yeah. Because there's been like, um, I don't really ask myself, but there's been times where it's like, hey, you need to step up. Like there's been a couple of times where like I've gotten disrespected by someone who's older and I know it's because they think I'm young and think I'm naive. They think I'm this. Uh, it's like, well, at work, I'm like, no, you have to step up. You have to show you're a man. You know, you don't get, uh, you know, um, pushed around in that certain yeah. topic i wouldn't see myself as the man i want to be it's probably the best way to put it i see myself as a young man it's a safe answer i like that yeah you know like because now because what i say a man is i'm working towards that so i'm on the mm-hmm. right journey i'm on the right path but i'm not going to say i'm a man because you can't be like a complete man like so I'm, if i soon as i say i'm a man i'm like i'm here mm. you know what i mean rather i'm on the journey so i'm a young man i'm 23 so you kind of give yourself that excuse if you're 50 it's like ah. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's hard to use the same excuses. You gotta pull up. Cause so <laughs> I kind of know what I want to work on, and I'm fine being, let's say, like the level under it. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least that's how I look at it. I won't ever be able to answer that question until I'm dead. I'll be honest, because I think a lot of the times you praise yourself or you sit down and you kind of like reflect on everything. You're kind of like there's this um, also another paraphrasing, but. There's a story of this scholar who um, the shaitan came to him on his deathbed and he put his hands up and he said, hey, you got me, khalas, you won. Was it? Was it? Uh, uh, was it Ahmed? Imam Ahmed. Let's hear the rest of the story. And Imam, anyways, um, the shaitan came to him on his deathbed 
And um, he goes to him, you know, you won. You mm. got me. Khalas, that's it. It's game over. You, you beat me. And he's on his deathbed. And the son of the guy is not hearing, obviously, the, the conversation between Shaitan and the, the scholar. The son's sitting there going, hey, dad, come on. Mm. Say the shahada, say the shahada, say the mm. shahada. And he's like, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. You know? And then um, and then um, what's actually going on is he's saying not yet to the shaitan, saying that he defeated him. And he knows that the fight doesn't end until your last breath, you know? Mm. And for us, I believe that you can do something in any given moment to undo all the goodness that you've done. Yeah, for sure. Although you can come back from it, mm. but how you finish your life is how you lived your life, you know? That tells you, that's a testament to the man you really are. For sure. You know, deep down. And um, I hope and pray to Allah SWT that our best actions and our best versions of ourselves are on our deathbed and... Yeah. And... and um, like and that uh, we we um we are resurrected in that state inshallah because that's mm. I believe the most important thing mm. man yeah. I believe the most important thing is a good ending yeah, exactly what, what's it, what's it called in Arabic um what? what's a good ending called in Arabic khit- I don't know I don't know what khatam it is. is ending I'm guessing khatam khatam is ending but yeah. it's um hasn al khatam I think hasn al khatam I would have said khair khatam just mixed two together but you ask there's a du'a for that there's a du'a for that for for having a a good ending to life so yeah I believe genuinely fight's not over until you're Mm. you're there in front of Allah and Allah hands you that book in your right hand Mm. inshallah no one asks you on that day are you a man (laughs) 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 yeah because I care that's interesting that just reminded me of what Billy Dib told us on the episode about like how you overcome calamities or how you deal with them because it's inevitable like losing you know calamities in general like having problems and stuff and even the idea of thinking like if I'm a man or not now like I try to think of like people in this world like who I would consider like a man like let's just say Khabib, my dad and all these people but it's like they have flaws they they sin as well they make mistakes so like even if I am at my dad's age and I would say like my 25 year old self will say he's a man but then I'm still, I still have flaws. So it's like I still have things to work on. Mm. So you should, I think maybe keep asking yourself like, because it might change over time, like what you consider, you know, what it takes to be a man. Yeah. And then you ask yourself, are you doing this and that? So I think it keeps, it develops over time. Yeah. yeah and, I think and it's just ongoing. Yeah. Like it's never ending. And I think having this conversation is nice as well, you know? Yeah. Because like, I don't know about you guys, but we weren't even trying to do research or something like this for this conversation. Like it, it, it wasn't easy. Like nothing was sticking, and I guess it's one of those things where it comes down to like previous experiences and all of that kind of stuff. It comes within, you know. And not many people are having this conversation around the whole thing with men and all that kind of stuff, mm. you know. Mm. So hopefully, like I'd be honestly, it'd be nice if I wasn't on the podcast and I seen a podcast out there have this type of conversation, you know. And you have that self reflection because Wallahi, we gave a lot of nice mm. tips, you know, some that I didn't even expect you guys to have, you know. Yeah. I had some conversation with some dads about this <laughs> before. No, I'm just saying, because people are older, they have, that, they have a different life um, yeah, scenario. Sure. But it's I'm more about, like, imagining. it's good for people to even start thinking, ask their older brother who's older than them, ask their mates, ask their dads. And it's like, you kind of have to have a blueprint mm. because <laughs> it's technically who you want to be. And if yeah. you don't know who you want to be, how can you become it? Because like, okay, I want to be an honest person. Every single person is going to be like, yeah, I want to be honest. No one's going to say, yeah, I want to be a liar. Yeah, yeah. But if you don't have a blueprint, if you don't even think about it, you're not going to become that person. Because it's like me, I've, I haven't developed that. because mm. It's never been on the top of my mind. Like, okay, so, you know? Sure. So have this conversation because we all want different things. Like, for example, you before when you talk about physical strength, someone might say, hey, I want to have a, like a, you know, people talk about like a masculine stature. Yeah. I don't want to be the skinny guy. Yeah, I yeah. Be like, okay, I want to work on gym. I want to learn how to fight. 
mm. or something else you want to get, yeah. you know? So it's 100%. a very good thing to look into, man. It's a great way to end the podcast, my friend. It's our job. Also, don't forget, if you lie to someone today, make sure you give them a call and tell them that you lied. <laughs> don't forget, it's not a bad thing to admit you're wrong. And, you know, you're wrong for not subscribing to the channel. So <laughs> You're not a man if you don't subscribe. Real man for subscribes. We lose 300 subs. <laughs> you're a woman if you subscribe as well. <laughs> don't forget to like, comment and subscribe on the video. Thank you very much for enjoying the video. Well, enjoying the video. I made their mind up for them. But yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. Inshallah, I'll see you soon.